This is this is episode seven of the Unlimited Potential podcast with Rowan and Gerard Deckers, and this is episode seven about catastrophizing pain. Yes. Good morning. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are, whichever time zone you are when you're listening to this. If you're watching this on YouTube, enjoy this wonderful view with us because today I just looked at the camera as well. The mm. blue sky in the background is so beautifully visible through the yeah. big windows. It is something <laughs> that we uh, we struggle with uh, a lot because we want to get the shots right and it's hard to work with this lighting to get it right. But I think for the people on YouTube, I hope you guys are appreciating the view that you get every week in this in these videos. And we try to make it better and better, but we want to keep this for you guys. So if you're not watching on YouTube, go check it out on YouTube. You'll see what we're talking about. Um, but today we're talking about a um, subject that you brought up last week. Yes. Yes, it's about, uh, well, I'm going to try to not break my tongue over this word, catastrophizing. So <laughs> catastrophic thinking that's catastrophic thinking yeah 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 that's um so in my um, um in my dutch language obviously it's much more easy for me to explain but i'm going to try it's, it's in a lot of a cases with us right that like in dutch it's just a little bit easier for us uh, of course it's our native language and especially yes. when you get to the more medical terms or the harder words it, you're going to notice that we we're pretty fluid in the language but it, we're going to mm. struggle there yeah that so um, indulge me when I sometimes think yeah. <laughs> before I speak, yeah. or when I look at my iPad to just um, uh, read some sentences because I know that better you can better understand yeah. what I'm saying yeah. if I explain it. Well, it's in good a, that you tell. Um, it's good that you say that because last week we introduced something new to the pod. Well, introduced something new. It's good to tell you guys in the English podcast as well. We got a lot of great feedback from y'all that mm. we um, that you like the podcast, which is something we're very happy to hear, of course. So if, keep it coming. The compliments are always welcome. Um, but you, some feedback that we got is also that you sometimes lack a little bit of um, constructiveness in the arguments that we wake. And it's very normal for us because we obviously already know a lot of these theories behind it. And then it's easy for us to not speak about the theory behind the things we're talking about. So what we did is uh, we just made an agreement and we both actually really don't mind because we love the subject. So it's not even uh, a task for us. But now every week we make sure we get the sources of what we talk about uh, as well. We get some statistics, we do some mm. research. So whenever we do this podcast, we have some nice statistics for you guys and some nice information that we can share with you yes. to uh, further ground all the things that we say. Yeah, not only just statistics, but also like background uh, fundaments. Fundaments, of studies. The, of, it's, of, yeah. the, of the theory and, 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 and et cetera, which yeah. I use to to help people obviously in my practice and also in the unlimited potential program i honestly um, didn't know why we didn't do this before because it's incredibly fun as well the things that we hmm. find out every week in yeah. these uh, these little researches i i mean i found things from um a big study that was done on catastrophizing for today we'll talk about that later on but i found something about a study that was done with couples and social interaction with catastrophizing i found something about um what medically, what physically happens within your body when you catastrophize, the effects on your brain, and it's yeah. super interesting stuff. Yeah, and uh, well, maybe to come back to the beginning of the podcast when you ask, okay, uh, Gerard, you 
<laughs> you came up with a topic yeah uh, uh, explain today. explain um what i get a lot in my practice is that uh, people um, perceive a situation in their life and then they make it worse in their head yeah so they see something small and they make it bigger they yeah. make a, a catastrophic situation <laughs> as we say in dutch you know? they see bears on the road that's yeah. a, it's a dutch <laughs> saying yeah they see bears on the road everywhere yeah and so but 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 this is this can be really a problem because um when you when you go down the hill um in a in a even like an um expanding speed you you can't stop so this this negative way of thinking it starts obviously very often just small but then it like accelerates and you can't stop it anymore and you are stuck in that negative spiral of thinking and you can't get out of it Make, making it more and more catastrophic here yeah. here i already yeah. <laughs> struggle with the word <laughs> in my uh, yeah. in my in your head yeah. um more and more and more and that's actually pretty logical because um I asked you that earlier. I was researching something about what happens mm. in the brain and I didn't understand it because obviously we talked about um, your emotional side of your brain. Yes. Um, the, um, uh, what's it called again? The uh, amygdala, amygdala, amygdala yes. nucleus, um, which regulates your emotions and stuff like that. Um, and we talked about how whenever you get very emotional, it closes off the connection to the prefrontal cortex where you have rational thinking. Exactly. So, so I naturally thought, well, when you're going to cat catastrophize, you're going to get emotional. So you don't use your, your prefrontal cortex as no, much. But no, then no. I saw in the research, like uh, it, <laughs> no. it summarized which parts of your brain get increased activity. And one of them was the prefrontal cortex. So I was confused and I asked you, hey, okay. how is that possible? Yeah, but maybe you're going a little bit too fast now for the listeners <laughs> so what Rowan is wondering is okay when you are emotional you lack uh, access to your rational brain yeah like just rationalize just be just looking at objective things etc without any connection to your emotions or yeah etc so um Catastrophizing is something that starts in your prefrontal cortex. So it's yeah, that, it, that's it, the it thing it that intrigues me. That's the, yes. that's the, because the result of it, and that's where things get like that's where the trick happens. Um, it's a result. Yeah. The emotional thing yes. is a result, but it starts also in your prefrontal cortex because a lot of catastrophizing starts with rational thinking. Yes, and that's obviously something optimistic to yeah. know. And something also to be wary of. Yeah. Yeah, because, because it's that's where, like, at least I don't know if people can relate their list. Well, they're pro they probably can. A lot of people, mm. I think, can relate to this. Um, it causes those situations where you're thinking, well, this must be true. I know I'm emotional, but I was thinking rationally about this before, so it, this must be true. And now I'm in a space, in like an emotional space, which I can't get out of. It so, feels like you get into a kind of yeah. emotional limbo. Like you're in a, in a weird part where it feels like rational, but it isn't. No. Yeah. Anymore. 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 And um, But we're going to come to that when we are going to talk about a little bit later in the podcast about how to manage yeah. 
catastrophizing and how to get out of it or maybe even don't get into it. Um, so, um, so what we what what we do, we we have a small thing in our mind which makes makes a specific situation um, negative, and then we roll over every thought and makes it a negative spiral so that we so that we see the future in a negative reality. So we create a negative reality yeah. based on what we perceive in the beginning, which is not so negative if you really look at it. But then we yeah. roll over. We just go down the hill like a snowball and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then obviously at the end you 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 are in the space of emotions and you can't really get out of it anymore because yeah. you don't have any access to your rational thought. So the um, one of the probably very interesting things to realize is that 90% of our negative thoughts never come to fruition. So 90%... There was a study done that, on yeah, there, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's so, like a proven uh, yeah. statistic. Yeah, so, so 90% of negative thoughts never come to fruition. So that's obviously very interesting, but the fact, that fact does not stop us. Yeah, because it gets more interesting. Because if you think about it, one in 10 things actually come through then. Huh? Mm. So one in 10 catastrophizing thoughts come through, but then, you know, you could still be scared of that. But now we get to the, because I heard this statistic before, mm. now we get to the part where that 10% that comes true and then we get another statistic, which yeah. is, of course... Which that we yeah. underestimate the ability to handle difficult, catastrophic situations <laughs> if they occur. So we have like a, a double negative connotation yeah. about future reality. So we, again, a lot of things just don't, don't happen. That's one. Most and things. when it happens, so, and we always happen, think that we can't handle it, even though we can. Yes, and and obviously here there is a um, well a what if thinking. That's what it is called. Yeah, the yeah, what yeah. if is the root cause of quick catastrophizing, um, and it creates. If you do this a lot, and if you if you get like infected by this way of thinking. Yeah, the what if. Um, the what if um, thinking. It causes a like a constant state of crisis. So... And a constant need for safety and security and wanting to stick to the things that are familiar and... Very good, yeah. very good. Because there we find our safety. But because we can't really think rationally anymore, we... We, yeah, we, we can't manage that thought. So we need to get out of that emotional state before we can even manage catastrophic thinking. And that's the really you know, difficult part of this, uh, well, I think, um, way of thinking a lot of people um, find, um, well, not so amusing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like uh, to, as an addition, uh, and as an addition to this, because um, so there was a research done uh, by, uh, and it's 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 shown, it's portrayed in the mind-body interaction and pain. 
the neurophysiology of anxious and catastrophic pain-related thought jets. That's a mouthful. Hmm. Jesus. But that. <laughs> there was a, was a study done on that as well that... Um, well, they, they, it's not even a study. They just found out in research that when you think catastrophically, mm-hmm. um, it reduces something that is called your endogene apioid allognetic system. Mm. I, I think I pronounced that correctly. But that theoretically is the system within your body that um, kind of numbs your pain for mm. you a little bit. It reduces the functionality of that. Mm. So whenever you catastrophize uh, pain and things that are happening to you, the pain actually gets worse because yes. it's, it, it reduces your, your inner um, ibuprofen, so to say. Um, so you do actually feel more pain be- just because you catastrophize things. So aside from the emotional part of it, it also increases the physical side of it, which in turn gives you more feedback to actually be worried about the pain because you're like, oh my God, it actually hurts a lot. Yes. And then it gets worse and worse and worse. And like the physical boosts the mental and the mental boosts the physical more. And then yes, it, 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 it is exactly even the physical part further proves your snowball theory that it just everything makes each other worse if you go down that line of thinking. Yes. And when you are in that state of emotions and when you feel that you are in a negative spiral, um, you almost always um, review it as um, that that you're not good enough, that you can't handle it, that you are... do you remember the one of the first podcasts we did with the different states of consciousness? Yeah, the, the to me, the through me, and the uh, yeah. by me. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> A little bit different um, uh, for, uh, order. order. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's to me, yeah, it's, by me, through me. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so people find themselves, and please revisit the first podcast because it, it, we explain it there. Uh, so where people are, they find themselves then in the to me mode. Things are happening to me. Yes, so the blame mode. So they also like, um, um, well, they detach from their own control to manage the situation. I don't know if you, well, how can I explain this um, um, more easily? They they feel they have no control over the situation which they created themselves. Yeah. So they create created themselves the catastrophic situation. Yeah. But at the end, when they are in their emotional state, they feel that they have no control of the road back. The way back yeah. to positivity. Or they don't have the confidence about their own competence to solve it very and to good. fix it and very to do good. it. Very good. It's yeah. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a very destructive. Very good. It, it's it's basically like a mouse tra- trap. You could call it. It's like those mouse uh, mouse traps. You know where the mouse can get in, but it can't get out. So you're creating it, but then you can't get out of the negative situation anymore. Yeah, but the the, the interesting part here, obviously, is that you can. You can, but you're you're kind of creating it for yourself that you can't get out. Exactly. You're, you're making yourself think that you can't get out. Exactly. So you so so people need to have a trigger. 
you need to have a trigger on how to 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 get out of that situation um, so the catastrophic thinking is so catastrophical because you feel an uh, incapability to get out of it yeah I, I feel like catastrophic thinking can be summarized as well into being a all possible negative ways of thinking coming together to a situation. Yes. So you 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 think about yourself not being capable. You think about the situation being the worst. You think about all the what ifs in the negative in the negative space, mm -hmm. and all of those negative things come together into one. That's why it's called catastrophic situation. That is completely beyond the scope of what would probably happen. Um, but it's, it's because all of those negative things come together that we do that, even though at least in a, in a couple of them, it's even relatively easy to, well, easy um, to at least think about it the different way around. Like sometimes you don't have a reason to think about the negative. You don't have more reason to think about the negative than you have about the positive. Mm. Um, so like you said, there it's a conscious choice that you're focusing on a negative thought here. Because in some situations... Maybe when it comes to confidence, maybe when it comes to the actual situation, mm. maybe it comes to the what-if scenarios, mm. you choose to focus on the negative path, even though you could just as well focus on the positive path. Yeah, you could, you, but you, you can't. You could, and obviously there are some situations where, where um, the situation is just how it is, and it might be a little bit negative, but we need to remember that this catastrophic catastrophizing happens because we focus on the negative in all those situations together. Mm. So yes, maybe one of those aspects is a bit negative, but because we let all the other things also go there, even though we still have a choice in those parts, mm. that's where it catastrophizes. Not only because that singular thing is yeah, negative. That's true. And w when this happens very often in your life, so very often, very frequent, um, obviously, sometimes also something good happens yeah and the crazy thing is is that if you are in that mindset of catastrophizing and every time again you do that and then even though you are in that mindset something good happens they still tend to have an impending sense of doom so oh no people like me don't have these positive things in their lives. So even when something good happens, they say, okay, no, no, this, this can't be real. So then they again diminish the, the worth of something positive in their lives. It, it can feel very uh, disgraceful for the people around those people. Like it happens, I, I've seen it happen like, because they kind of diminish that the positive thing they get, if that positive thing comes from someone in their close proximity, for example, mm -hmm. it can feel very negative also for the people that gives the positivity. It's like, okay, you're just you're just shoving this aside as if it's nothing. Yeah, I'm trying to help you here, and you're just giving a compliment or 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 even more like the feedback, taking or, you out for a nice day somewhere yeah. or whatever you know, and. Um, Although you say this, I, I wonder what you think about the opposite side of it, because there's also a study done by uh, from the coping model of pain catastrophizing in daily life. Uh, they did a study on 
with 105 couples. So this goes into the social okay. part of it. Okay. Um, but specifically with couples, relationships. There were 105 couples ranging between 18 and 70 year old, um, of which one of the, the two has a chronic back pain. Okay. Um, what they had to do is during a four week period, they had to lock their answers to multiple questions related to the chronic pain they're experiencing, how the situation is feeling, how they're experiencing their partner's behavior, etc. Um, and they had to do that on five consecutive moments during the day, every day, five specific moments. Um, a fun thing that happened though, in the result of that, is that um, there was an increase of cat catastrophizing in the patient. I'm going to call the person with the pain, the patient here yes. and the partner. Um, whenever the partner was around, it increases the catastrophizing of the patient. But uh, that often caused the partner to be more caring, but also in the end, more hostile um, and more critical towards the partner because mm. of it. So caring, but also more critical. But now comes the interesting part. If you look at three hours later, after the moment that the partner came up and the catastrophizing rose and th that situation started, uh, the catastrophizing um, kind of died down a bit after mm -hmm. three hours. But what you saw, what they saw in it is that the, um, the patient valued or remembered, consciously remembered both the caring and the negative uh, behavior, but the partner only remembered the negative behavior, behavior not mm. the caring part. Mm. Even though the partner is the one that gave the care, not the one that received it. And the person that received the care was the person that remembered the care and the negative. Yeah. So that's a very like opposite way, I feel, how, how it happens in accords to what we just talked about. And the most, but the, 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 luckily, the ha there isn't happy ending to the story because after the three hours, um, the happy behavior or the negative behavior decreased and it always turned around into something in the positive direction. Always. Yeah, but again, I think here, um, persist on keeping the interaction live, keeping the interaction going when you are a couple and one person is catastrophizing and the other one is caring. Um, so the three hours, in the three hours, you see a little bit of a, well, not very positive um, outcome, but if you keep on caring, if you keep on giving care, if you keep on giving support, um, it becomes uh, better. Yeah, but it's fun. I wonder though how it come that then the partner that gives that care does not really remember that care. No, it's because I think well, one of one of the reasons is that that most of of the people are a little bit impatient. So um, they give the care, they give the support, and then they want something in return. Or maybe they feel like they have to give the care, so they don't see it as a positive thing. They feel like. A they kind of have to do it, maybe? Yeah, could be, but this is obviously, again, another situation. If they want to give the care, but they don't see any results from the care or the support. Which is obviously the case here, because we're talking about someone with chronic pain. So exactly. they know that it's going to happen again as well. So they, they obviously also want to have results. So they give the care, they give the attention, they give the support, 
and then nothing really happens. In the, yeah. Well, in the eyes of the person who gives the care. But if you persist, if you keep doing it, the study says, it does have a positive effect. Yeah. So, so in, the, in the beginning, sometimes it's, well, it's, it, well, for people you love, it's, it's difficult to see that they have pain. And then you do something and you want as quickly as possible the pain to disappear yeah, or it, to yeah. become less. Especially with something like chronic pain, I think it's you're easily tempted to start catastrophizing because it happens for so long and so much and so frequently and it, it keeps kind of pulling you back in because it's never really going to go away. Um, so it's easy to just catastrophize a lot. Mm. Because it is on its own already pretty, pretty hefty. It's pretty, mm. yeah. And and um, to add something maybe even more to the discussion, and uh, maybe a bit confronting. But if you catastrophize, and you see that when you catastrophize, that people give you attention. Yes. Yeah. I, I know where you're going. People are going to probably feel a, some form of positive like, reinforcements on yeah, the catastrophizing. It's like a... As if it's good to catastrophize because then you get attention. Exactly. But that's exactly what this study shows. Like I said, people show an increased amount of catastrophizing as soon as the partner comes around. Yes. So as soon as the partner arrives, there's an increase in catastrophizing. Why would yes. that happen? Why do you think that would happen just because the partner arrives? It's obviously just a cry for help. It's yes. not because the pain got more. No. Th that's, not, that's not tied to your partner coming. You're just starting catastrophizing yeah. more probably because you subconsciously, it's not always a conscious thing, but subconsciously are just, you want to cry for help. You want a little bit of like yes, attention. Exactly. And, it's and, and therefore, uh, it's, not a good, it's not always a very good remedy to give that kind of attention. That's why I always had like a little bit of a doubt on, people always say, oh, you gotta not keep it in. You gotta talk to people, you gotta mm. let it out. And although I really agree to that because it has a lot of benefits to talk about your problems. Mm. Um, I do think that that is sometimes also the cause of this because you talk about it too much, because you express this, oh. too much of like mm. feeling bad yeah. and you're going to get stuck in that cycle and you're going to get kind of addicted to people giving you care when you feel bad. Yeah, this, is, this is so interesting because uh, for the viewers, I would like to would have had a, like a whiteboard here or an online screen where I could draw something. <laughs> um, it's hard with a podcast because on Spotify, they're not going to be yeah, able to see that. Yeah, but, but we are going to figure out how to do this because now I, I would like to draw something for you all. Um, uh, let me try to make it as easy as possible. When people talk about something negative, they give energy to something they do not want. Yeah, to the negative. To the negative. So, and in catastrophizing, you, you don't want to live in that catastrophic thinking or in that negative reality. You do not want to be there, but you get attention. So... Maybe it's good to keep doing this because you get attention. But still, you are enforcing something in your side of yourself. 
you're enforcing something inside yourself which you do not want to create in your life, even though you get attention. But you still don't want that situation for yourself. And the people say, okay, Gerard, why shouldn't I then express myself? Your example. Yeah. You should. But you should not see it as something, as a goal to enhance. You should just see that expression of that, well, problem you have as a limiting belief. So it is like step two in our methodology. You can have that awareness of that negative situation in your mind, of that negative thought, but not as something to enhance, but something as a signal, as a trigger. To start thinking about what you do want. Exactly. Yeah, it's... it's Exactly. It's like um, I, I once heard a... you turn it around. I heard like a motive... I think it was like an inspirational speaker kind of person say a, a very short quote about that once. And it was a very good one. It's, it's basic. Like there are definitely more details mm. behind it, but it's super simple. He said, someone can come to me uh, for a shoulder to cry on once, but next time you will have to come with a with an answer or with a solution. He said, mm. yes. and that's a very good, I think, rule to keep yourself to. It's okay to need a shoulder to cry on. That's like not that's not a bad thing. And obviously, sometimes you do need to just let it yes. out, and you do need to just cry, and you do just want to process your emotions, but try to restrain it to a moment where you do that, and next time. We're gonna try to work towards a solution. We're gonna focus on where we do want to go. We're gonna focus on what is good for us and where we're gonna improve and where we're gonna mm. do it. So I think indeed there is a good balance. Yes, you should always talk about it, but think clearly about what your intention is behind the conversation you're gonna have. Yeah. You do it once to maybe express your emotions. Second time you're gonna be focusing on where you want to go. No. Where your well, goal's gonna be. Yeah. Or maybe you, maybe you already do that in the first conversation, but just. Restrain yourself that you're not going to keep only doing that first one. Only that, oh, I want to express my emotions, my emotions, my emotions. Because then you're going to get stuck in the loop. Yeah, and we know we, we obviously have a difference between sympathy and empathy. Empathy. We still have that plan for a whole podcast episode oh, to talk about the... And this will be a good one. We will, we will do this next time. You want to do the next one about the pathos uh, Yes, I, I think we need to do it because every time... It, you know... The building blocks of everything we do in Unlimited Potential um, are not that many blocks. About seven, eight different blocks. But they're very strong, big blocks, though. No, well, <laughs> they are, obviously, and they are all tied together. For, and they yeah. have one, and, and, and obviously they are built on one mindset that to create something in your life you want to create and not to give attention to something you do not want. Um, and and the difference between sympathy and empathy, we will do that in um, in two weeks. Uh, but to give you a little bit heads up, um, obviously sympathy has its value because you feel the love and you feel the connection with the person. That's good. But if you want to change something in your life, you obviously need to act and you need to do something different. And there you need to know um, how to use the structure um, to get out of the negative mindset, to, 
catastrophizing mindset you have and to bounce back to what you want to create in your life. Yeah. Um, For that, it's more healthy to be in a more empathy space than a sympathy space. Yes. but Because of the, the mingling in, of yeah. emotions in the yes. sympathy space. Yes. But we'll talk about that in two yeah. weeks for sure. Yeah, we, will, we, we, we really need like 40 minutes <laughs> to, to cover the whole topic. Of sympathy so, and empathy. Uh, but, but we will definitely do that um, next, uh, next time. But so what is good is like, let's, let's go through some steps of how we can, mm. how people can, well, first of all, find out that they're catastrophizing mm -hmm. and maybe also how to solve it. Yeah, you first need to realize that you are giving attention to something you do not want to create in your life. Because that's that's first step is pretty hard. <coughs> I've talked to a lot of people who don't really realize it or that do realize it, but they're like, yeah, but I can't let go of that what if. Like this, is, this might just happen and I don't yeah. want it to happen. Yeah, but yes. So that not giving attention to something you do not want to create in your life, you just can't realize very often. And for that, very often, and we, we came to this part already in the, in the former episodes of the podcast, you need very often other people to give you yeah. triggers, to give you a sense of awareness and yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's a trigger which you need from another person. But also, um, if you have... No, this is one. So, so you can ask other people. Am ask I, or just listen sometimes. Because I, I, okay. if there's one thing that I've, I, I've, I've noticed and learned myself, mm. it's and especially also through the methodology that we use at Unlimited Potential and everything, um, it's that, well, I almost want to say nearly a hundred percent of the people that I, that I talk with don't realize how, how true it is that people, what people say to you. Mm. So whenever people tell you like, dude, you're being annoying or, uh, Hey, why have you been so absent? So many people reply immediately, dude, I've not been absent. I've been here like a couple of really listen here mm. if if somebody says you have been absent there is always without exception a reason why that person has actually perceived that to be true yeah and we obviously know and that every person has their own perception of reality oh, they, they have their own perception but it is a but signal it's, and it's always true in that person's eyes mm. they have perceived this as reality and you cannot just shove that under the rug as it being not true. Because for that person, that is how they perceived reality. And a lot of people still, I, I like I said, so many people don't realize that this is a thing, that this is so much, and they are so stuck in their own, their own reality. Like, oh, but it is true. But oh, no, but I have been around. Yeah, so, so how to snap out of it? How? Listen to that. Exactly. They just really, you have yes. to listen and let go of the fact that your reality is reality. It is your reality. And I understand that we all want to think that our reality is the shared reality. No. It's our perception. And you need to, and that's not a good, that's not even a good or a bad thing. It's okay. But you need to embrace the fact that your perception 
is not the same as the perception of someone else. And everything that someone else says about their own perception is true to them. Yes, and, and if you are catastrophizing on your own... People will give you signs. People will give you signs. They will give you insights in your behavior. If you are really stuck in your mind and you do not interact with anybody, it is very, very, very difficult to get out of it. Yeah. That's why I always advise people who feel discomfort or, um, well, depressed or, well, just emotional down, go out. Go out and interact. And the reason why is that you are out, that you go out of your own bubble. You go out of your own column of thinking for one moment and then try to pay notice. Yeah, so then when, when you know that you're catastrophizing, then we get obviously to a new step. How do they know, Rowan, when they catastrophize? Because they're, they learn to listen. No, 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 no. What would be a trigger when they are catastrophizing? What would be like a... Oh. I'm catastrophizing. Well, a very, very straightforward one would be a friend just telling you, dude, stop only focusing on the negative. Stop only thinking about the negative things. For example. So that is For what example. you mean about attention. And I totally agree. But when you are alone, Whenever when, when do you, when do you realize I think that you are catastrophizing? Simply the feeling that you're feeling incredibly down is already a signal on its own Very good. that you're catastrophizing. Because if you had something good you were focusing on, there was still a little bit of hope somewhere. Exactly. So if you don't have hope, then clearly you are catastrophizing. Yes. Because there is always something positive. And if you are in the blame mode, you are catastrophizing. If you're in the blame mode, if you are in the to me mode, if everything's happening to me, if you're blaming everything around you, yes, you're catastrophizing. Outside yourself, you are catastrophizing. And the... Un <laughs> if well, you're... Is that a fun, a fun example? If you're, if you're sick and you feel like you always get sick a lot and pain always hits you way harder than anybody mm. else and you experience the pain longer than anybody else and your pain is always worse... That's always, like that thought of you feeling, oh, my pain is always heavier than for anybody else, you're catastrophizing. Absolutely. There is a very, very insanely high chance that yes. you're catastrophizing and it's not a medical condition. Otherwise, just go to the doctor, get proof that you're not catastrophizing. If they can't give you proof, you're catastrophizing. Yes, and <laughs> exactly. So, so this is obviously the first thing you need to do and it is realizing that you are yeah catastrophizing next step is obviously also i think getting out of the idea that you can't do anything about it because yeah, that's what yeah. i see a lot exactly. a lot of people say i yeah. know i'm doing this but i can't stop yeah so this is what we talked about in the beginning of the podcast the underestimation and about your ability to handle a situation which you project in the future. Yeah. So, um, and obviously here, it's, it's a pretty difficult stage because when your self-esteem is very low, when your self-esteem is very low, you obviously perceive yourself as a person who can't handle 
a difficult situation. Yeah. So here it becomes sometimes very difficult for people to move ahead to something they want to create in their life because they feel that they do not have the control or the ability to to give energy to that what they want to create in their life yeah even though in some situations it's literally a matter of giving attention to some things like it's not even about capability to solve something sometimes mm. it's literally you have the choice are you going to focus on the positive or on the negative the negative is not really you don't know like in some situations we catastrophe we always catastrophize of things maybe happening something we can yes. all agree on is yes it, scenarios i hope, I hope yes. we can all agree on is if something hasn't happened yet we cannot know a hundred percent for sure that it will happen because it's the future so something i always I, I for the people that don't this is a very fun example personal example i've had um i've been a hypochondriac um for a while it's it's a lot less now i worked on it mm. also with a coach and everything um, but I used to be a hypochondriac. For the people that don't know, that means that I, with every little thing I felt, I felt like I was dying. I felt like it was something life-threatening. Like my heart skipped one beat and I thought I was going to get a heart attack. Mm. Um, one thing that I learned to do then is, and it was a very weird thought to start thinking about. But they were like, my coach at one point said, okay, so what, what if it's going to happen? It's like, what do you mean? What are you gonna what, what are you gonna do about it now if you're gonna get a heart attack in like one minute? I was like, I I I don't know. I guess nothing really I can do if it's happening in one minute. I don't know for sure. Do you know for sure that's gonna happen? No, I don't really know for sure. Because if you know, call 911 right now. I don't know for sure. Well then, so you're not gonna do anything. No. Okay, then why are you worrying about it? Is that gonna change the outcome of the heart attack in one minute? no okay so if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen dude don't try to stop it by worrying it's gonna happen if it's gonna happen i mean this is a very good sentence don't <laughs> you're not going to stop it by, by worrying. worrying well please like put it in your mind or write it somewhere down you can't stop it by worrying about it by worrying about it well even worse giving attention to worrying about <laughs> it obviously enhances yeah. the probability that something like that and it yeah it enhances the possibility like i said before research it's shown that literally your inner painkillers are reduced when you catastrophize when you make it worse in your head so you literally feel more pain obviously there is the, the whole impact of stress if you have mental stress it's going to impact your body as well um and even i forgot to tell that when when i talked about that research not only your inner painkillers work less, mm. but also physical painkillers that you take, like antibiotics and painkillers, work, work less, yes. have a, have a le le yeah. less good functionality yeah. when you are catastrophizing. So yeah, even the functionality is, of that is decreased. Yeah, and this is so unbelievable, interesting, because it's the mind over body uh, discussion we have here, or the situation. And um, so to, yeah, to all the people that say, I have it worse, you mm. do have it worse because you're making it worse for yourself. Mm. Yeah, so just getting out of that spiral of negative thinking, you, you, you do this by sharing. Yeah, so we need to so get to some actionable, uh, actionable tips. Yes. Let's, let's go. So, so step two, so that people you do get, by sharing. So people get 
give you feedback. <laughs> yes. Um, once you know that you are that once you are aware that you're catastrophizing, it's also still important to start sharing. Yes. But in the way that we talked before. So make it constructive. You can share your emotions once, but make sure that after the afterwards you're also gonna focus not on the negative no. things, not on the pain. But after you've expressed your emotions, you've cried on the shoulder, you've done your thing. Tell yourself to stop, cut the crap, so to say. It's done now. The crying is done. Now we're going to focus on a solution, mm. on where yes. we want to go. Yes, but before you do that, you, you label the catastrophizing process as a signal for yourself to improve yourself. So you label yeah. the catastrophizing Good one, yeah. process as a signal for yourself to improve yourself. Learn, so it's, yeah, not, it, yeah. it's, not, it's not something bad. It is something good that it happened to you. You need to look at catastrophizing thoughts as, as, a, something, signal. as a signal, as something that is good, as something that is constructive for yourself to improve yourself. So We need to so be aware that we have everything that happens within yeah. our brains has a reason. Okay. Stress signals have a reason why we have them. It's, it's not in the core of our essence as a human being or as a, as a species. These things are not put into our brains and our body without a reason, just because our existence wants to make us suffer or something. No. They're there as no. clear survival no. instincts and signals to our yes. body that we need to do something. Yes. Yes. So a catastrophizing thought is also um, a signal to you that you gotta start working on something, exactly. that you're falling off your track that yeah, you and gotta then, get back on yeah and then you then you like could, you could you do, do the light this time by the way for yes yeah, so, sorry friend. And then you, yeah, wait for a moment yeah and then you, and then you re and then you bounce back you bounce back to something you are capable of and that is creating your own future yeah and obviously before you also created your own future by making it negative but now you bounce back and you again use that force to create your own future, but then for something you want to create in your life. Yeah, even at this point, you just want to be, you even want to be grateful for the fact that you're getting these signals, that you're, that, that you're getting the signal of cat catastrophizing and of stress. You want to be grateful for those signals because they're, they're going to help you out. They're going to help you realize that you have to do it. Also for the people, yes, sorry that, that we had, that I asked, uh, Gerard, to get the lights on, we have a motion sensor that just doesn't reach our podcast studio here, and I can't stand up right now because I have some back issues. Um, so <laughs> normally I quickly stand up, but uh. no worries. Um, so, so, so there we are. There we are. Then in a situation where you where you are going to give energy to something you want to create in your life, and this again also enhances your your perception of self-esteem of your the perception of your own self-esteem that you can have control over your own future so um, then the power is being pulled out of the catastrophizing thoughts because you don't need that anymore you don't need the catastrophizing thoughts, for example, to get attention, but all because also when you create something in your life that's very good, you will probably also get attention and even positive attention. 
It's it's I, I remember it's also even if you're I don't know if you guys are into uh, meditation, but if you are, um, if you're not, then you know this is still interesting for you. But I, I'm gonna think that you're not gonna give this a try. Hopefully you do. It's very helpful. But a way of meditation is even to when you're dealing with a lot of negative thoughts and pains, a way of medita meditation technique is to actually sit down, watch your breathing as per usual with meditation. And what you think about in your brain is only when you breathe in, you collect all the pain and all the things, uh, the negative things that you feel, you collect them within your center of your body. And when you breathe out, you, the, the thought behind it is you breathe out those things and give them back to you, the universe. Exactly. You're not pushing them away. You're not saying this is bad. You're saying, I've got the signal. I got what I needed. I know it. I don't need it anymore. It's back to the universe. Somebody else can yeah. use this. This is and such a powerful meditation. It's, it sounds like, yeah. I, I realize how this sounds. Like, don't get me wrong. I realize how this sounds, but it, it works. Not only, even if you're not spiritual, it's a good way for yourself to process these things were signals, not bad things happening. Exactly. These are signals. And I've realized the signals. I've processed the signals. I am aware that I'm going to deal with this so I don't need the signal anymore now. Yeah, so just as a um, reading tip, um, there's a Belgian, well, spiritual woman she unfortunately died a couple of years ago, Christiane Beerland. Um, I don't know if she is also uh, being published in English. I don't know exactly, but, but I will find out before we uh, before we upload uh, the podcast. So if it but, is there, we will these, have a link in the yeah, in the yeah bio. We, because it's it's very interesting to um, to read her books because also she everything that happens in life is a signal for yourself to become the best version of yourself. Yeah. And to enhance that, what you want to create in your life and not giving energy to all the things you do not want in your life. It's so easy to dwell yeah. into um, the misery you're in, um, but you need to, to, to reassess, to, to to reform your own road, yeah. how to create whatever you want to create in your yeah, life. And after that, of course, there's a lot of techniques to to creating your plan on how you're going to improve. Yes. We also have them a lot in our programs. We teach people exactly how you're going to make a plan like that and how you're going to construct that. We, I, I cannot literally give you the plan. I think you guys can already try some things out if you have these hand hand. hand <laughs> tangible tips and tricks that mm. we already gave these first steps but making the plan afterwards is in a in a in the core it's a matter of discipline just do it however you're going to do it if you're going to do it through our method and you're going to contact us and you want to follow a program with us you do it like that if you're going to do it by talking to a friend and making a plan and thinking of how you're going to get out of this do it like that but however you do it it's discipline some people say yes. i followed the steps but i still can't do it y you can just like like Nike says, or Nike, or however you say the brand, just do it. Yes, but that's obviously easier said than done. And people need to really dive into the reasons why stuff is not happening in yes. their life, which they want, 
really, really want, but just don't happen. And it's not rocket science. It's almost always giving attention to something you do not want to create in your life. It's almost always that you give energy to something you do not want to create in your life. Yeah. And even though you think that there are external reasons why these things are happening in your life, still the way how you process these situations and how you handle these situations are your own decision. Yeah, so we have step one. Find out if you're catastrophizing. You've learned that. Find yes. it out. If you Again, listen back if you want to kind of get some examples from us uh, how you do that. Step one, find out if you're catastrophizing. Step two, if you realize that you're catastrophizing, um, start to kind of look inwards why you're catastrophizing, what it is, uh, what the signal is saying, realize that it's a signal, send it back into your own brain as, okay, this is a signal, label it as a signal yes. for yourself. Yeah. Um, so step two, find out for yourself uh, what it is you're catastrophizing about and uh, send it back as the label being a signal for yourself. Um, and then it's time obviously to take action for yourself to um, within step two, like we said before, you can express your emotions first yeah. and then you're going to have to switch it up. Use others. Use others. Use yes. others. Um, I guess that's a good summary of it all. Again, yeah, if you and want... Then obviously then and then you got to take action exactly, exactly. in a way that... Like, in which way you're going to do that, we can talk about that in a different podcast. You can always... You can do it with a friend. You can get it by getting professional help. You can contact us. We both do personal sessions with people as well. You can hire us individually, but you can also follow a program with we, which we highly recommend if you want. Um, we can talk about what would happen, would, would fit you. A lot of options are possible for you. A lot of options. Um, so th so that's, that's that. Yeah. That's how you deal with those things. But for now, because I, I am very curious how you guys are perceiving this. So please, if you can... In our YouTube comments, or by sending it to info at unlimitedpotentialprogram.com, let us know as your exercise for this podcast episode. Everybody has catastrophized in a way about yes. something. Yeah. Give us an example where you have been catastrophizing, how you've dealt with it, and how you're going to move forward from this. Yeah, because this is not only just. Uh, we talking about a situation or or a specific topic and wanting to educate people or no. uh, maybe yeah etc but it's also about learning from and with each other so from that mindset we really would also would like to give back what you put in the comments so and again it's a good please. practice it's a good practice for yes. you to also practice if you notice i'm catastrophizing this is your first practice yes uh, here send us how you're going to move forward What's your goal? Where are you going to go? What's the, how are you going to learn from this? This will already be your step to get out of that catastrophizing and start focusing on the positive rather than the negative. Yes. So send it to us. Okay, cool. Take that first step. Do. So yes. Next time in two weeks, yes. we will be talking about the learn of apples. Yes. Um, empathy, sympathy, Antipathy and apathy. Yes. Um, very, very interesting theory. I really loved it the first time I learned it from you. Uh, that will be in two weeks. Uh, I hope you all in, uh, enjoyed this episode about catastrophizing. Oh, yeah. We definitely did. Yeah, also doing did. the research about Super it. Super cool. Thanks. Um, so yeah, that only leaves us to say one more thing. Dare to dream. Dare to dream. <laughs>